Welcome to Coffee Podcast. I'm Emma and that's Ali. And each episode we pick a short story to listen to while we drink our morning coffee. We hope you're drinking your morning coffee with us. So this week it's Emma's turn. Uh, what did you pick for this week? So I've picked the delightful short story Spring Home Design Catalogue by Bryce Russell and it's in a collection called Outer Place published by Spineless Wonders. And this recording was actually recorded live at Little Fiction Spineless Wonders event where amazing actors read out short stories. So the actor reading out this one is Lauren Neal, who is amazing, and I hope you enjoy it. Great, let's have a listen. I went outside with Claude the husky to check the mail. There wasn't any, unless you count the home design spring catalogue, which we don't. Claude peed on some things. I clipped my nails into the drain, picked some ants off the rose bush, held them up close to my eye and crushed them between finger and thumb before flicking them onto the road. We then turned back to the house. We saw it had shrunk to the size of a bowling ball. We were certain it wasn't just a trick of the light. We knew we'd never managed to fit inside. Not even Claude alone would have fit now that he decided to grow large. Our sadness over no longer being able to fit inside soon passed when we realised we didn't fancy living in a house that had recently become abandoned. So why'd you pick this one? Well, firstly, because it was hilarious. Yes, it is. It was so funny. (laughs) And a couple more reasons, actually. Uh... It really demonstrates how amazing it can be to have stories read out loud yes. by someone because it brings the story to life in this spectacular way and really shows the power of that, yeah. of listening to a story read out loud, especially by these amazing actors that we have with Spineless Wonders. The other reason why I really loved it is because it reminded me of the queen in Alice in Wonderland. Yes. <laughs> but transported to some suburban street in Australia somewhere. <laughs> and that was so bizarre and ever more hilarious to me. Yeah, I've made a note as well. I found it really reminiscent of Alice in Wonderland. Even just the little things like getting bigger and smaller and things changing size and treating it as matter of fact yeah um but squishing the, the ants as well attitude and the way she she speaks and connects with her mm-hmm. surroundings mm-hmm. is you're right yeah very reminiscent of the red queen or even alice herself i would say is because she was always very callous and mm. childish mm. about everything yep what first made me think of that was the rose bush Right, as well, yeah. she was picking ants off the rose bush, and that's what first struck that thought for me. But then um, I was thinking, because I always have to try and interpret some meaning, and I was thinking, what does the bowling ball mean? What does that mean that it's smaller? Like, is her new size the size of her ego or something like that? But then I really just think it's this wonderful uh, fun that the writer might be having. Yeah, I, I really liked it as just being this, absurdist concept that it wasn't really about 
creating a significantly deeper meaning for these concepts, but just to explore the nature of a person who looks at a house that's just shrunk to a bowling ball Mm. and brushes it off. And, And her statement is only to say... Oh, well, we wouldn't want to live there anyway. <laughs> we wouldn't want to live in a house that's just been abandoned, even though she's walked out. I love that sentence. It's so great. <laughs> it, w- it was so wonderful. And the other line I really loved was, unless you count the catalogue, which we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I kept wondering, did you think there was a specific symbolism behind the catalogue or just trying to connect with that emotion everyone feels when you find the catalogue in the the mailbox. In the mailbox, yeah. Not that immediately came to mind. Mm. My, you know, what am I thinking of here? My literary-minded, English-trained brain was like, oh, spring, it represents (laughs) renewal and... (laughs) know design and structuring your home and that I don't know but really I think it was just that I could feel the texture of the paper that she was talking about that Ikea catalogue paper or that plasticky feeling and her throwing it away like oh rubbish yes it did it made me think the Ikea (laughs) catalogue of those pretending to be high class but when you actually look at it, it's just a catalogue. Mm. Although I do love IKEA. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting way into catalogues now. Like actually flicking through them and looking at what's there. and like, oh, Kmart oh, yeah. has this and anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, um, another aspect of the writing that I really enjoyed was the contrast between her persona, which uh, supported by the way the actress is telling the story is very grandiose and pompous and that kind of persona contrasting to her actual actions like picking her nails into the gutter and things like that and uh Claude the husky peeing on things (laughs) yeah it was very seemed to really use these kind of this stereotype of the upper class without actually kind of prescribing to it, Mm. you know, that speaking in this way and using these adjectives and, and, and interacting with the world in this sense. But like by the end of the story, she is effectively homeless. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is not, this is not the actions of an upper class person. Mm, mm. Um, And I almost like to imagine what she would do next Mm. and how someone with that attitude would just wander down the street with her husky, Mm. continuing to act in this way. (laughs) Walk into some mansion, just be like, yes, this is the place for me. When, you know, yeah, according to the story, you know, she has nothing. Um... On a more like serious note, I suppose it also did give me sort of connotations of, you know, the world for someone with perhaps like Alzheimer's or dementia, of that 
both intense interaction with the world and yet also complete disconnect from meaning, Mm. you know, of like walking out of the house, of your house, and then suddenly going, well, that's not mine. Mm. And... But then, she, you know, it never specifies that she's older or anything. It just kind of no, gave me those no. implications as well. Mm. Which would be quite startling and shocking to you to have that part of your existence, really. So that's taking me to a sad place. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's where I'm just like, oh, now I feel bad for paying around. Oh, yeah, no, it, it was more about, like, considering that interpretation of the world. Mm. of you know when you don't know what's yours anymore you don't know and you lose that sense of belonging Mm. and it perhaps the author using this as a way to explore that Mm. and that acceptance of something that other people know isn't true you know when um your grandparent or something looks at you and they don't know who you are yeah and you know that that's not true, but, you know, they accept what they understand is true in the moment just as she's looking at this bowling ball house and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I don't want to live there then. It, you, that could be how, um, yeah, people with dementia feel and, you know, as the grandchild or the child or whoever you are in this situation, you're the bowling ball. Yeah, because she has... She's given no human interaction throughout the story. Mm. It's just her and her dog and an insect. Mm. So, although it has that very light side, which I really do love, I also did see this, like, kind of darker element of, like, this is just this completely isolated woman. Mm. And all we're seeing is her perspective, so, like, who knows what reality is? Like, yeah. is this Alice in Wonderland where she is somewhere else? Or is this reality seen through her eyes? Mm, mm-hmm. um, I did love how she n- never says I. Yes. I did this. This is my house. It's always her and the dog. Yeah. Always we, we didn't want to live there anyway. We got the post. It lends itself to a very convenient kind of mix-up with, like, the royal we. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is she, is, she, is she always including the dog, or is she just so pompous that, that you know, the I pronoun is not for her? <laughs> <laughs> Too lowly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Too lowly for someone who would not even consider something from the spring catalogue. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I think my final thought would be that I feel like I will continue to refer to my house whenever I leave it as a house that's been recently abandoned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so that was Spring Home Design Catalogue by Bryth Russell, and it's in the anthology Out of Place. And you can find that anthology and this podcast at shortaustralianstories.com.au. And if you have anything you would like to add about the story, you can find us on the Facebook group where we will be chatting away. Mm -hmm. And we are supported by the Australia Council of the Arts. Of the Arts? Of the Arts. Yeah, sorry. It's a good council. (laughs) 
Of the arts. Of the arts. Stay caffeinated. (laughs) Bye.